Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Bromley and South London Football League, part of the Settle podcast for this week. Um, Daniel Hollis here, Secretary of the League, just reporting on results and a bit of an update on the tables and looking at the fixtures for next week. So, um, first of all, to the results from Saturday the 8th of May and in our John Cooper Premier Division. We had a game off in this division because um, Eltham Town was struggling to field a side, so um, they couldn't play their game against FC Greenwich. The committee are meeting this week, but almost certainly FC Greenwich will get the three points, which will keep them in the title race. Old Roan, though, still out in front, won 4-2 away at here from Belvedere Reserves. Uh, Pat Brennan with another double um, to add to his goal tally for the season. And then we have Bermondsey Town 5, AMG Borders 2. Good win for Bermondsey Town. And we had 10 MB nil, West Wickham Albion nil. Down to Jim Hampson Division 1. And this com- um, this division really is is fiercely competitive. Um, we had Eden Park, our leaders, 7-2 winners against Eltham Town Reserves. Uh, great win for them. Andrea Carrera, another hat-trick. Three more goals for him. Uh, South Dulwich, though, were able to close the gap because they won 2-0 and 4-0 in their doubleheader with Welling Park Reserves. Uh, Rob Seaborn got um, two goals in the second one after being on the bench in the other game. Um, so good wins for the top two. Then below them, we've got Agenda and Red Velvet playing each other. They had a double header, and Agenda came away with four points. Red Velvet just won. Agenda won 1-0, and they drew one all. So Agenda keeps them up there. Uh, Red Velvet Reserves falling away a little bit. Rustlers, 3-0 winners against West Bromley Albion, keeps them in contention. Um, Sasha and Fabian Gibson, both on the score sheet there, I assume they're brothers. Um, so good result for Rustlers. And Groundhoppers, good result for them, 3-0 away at Farnborough Thirds. Um, so they're also keeping themselves in contention. It really is such a competitive division. If we go to the top, the tables for the top two divisions, Old Roan are now four points ahead uh, with a game in hand. So you would say that they're looking pretty odds-on in the John Cooper Premier Division. Um, FC Greenwich are really hoping hoping for a bit of a miracle there. But in Division 1, what a competition. We've got Eden Park still out in front, 34 points. But South Dulwich, really good form at the moment. They're on 26 points, but they've got two games in hand. So actually, if they won their two games in hand, they'd only go to uh, two points behind. And I think they're playing on the final weekend. So that's really exciting. Red Velvet Reserves are still in third, but they've played more games now than the teams below them. 22 points. Good season for them, though, compared to last. Groundhoppers up to fourth after that win. Level on points with Agenda who are um, just behind a goal difference in fifth. Rustlers then a point behind that in sixth, and Welling Park Reserves just a point behind that in seventh. Eltham Town Reserves one more point back on 16 points. So, so tight there. Um, West Bromley Albion got a lot of games in hand, and they've got 10 points. Farnborough thirds with four points, and Lewisham Project with three points. Such a competitive division. Um, One definitely to keep an eye on. Right, down to Division 2, and only two games in this division. Old Bexley Town won, Eltham Eagles nil. Great win for Old Bexley. Town keeps them in the promotion hump for sure. And Matagalpa nil nil with Beckenham. It's a good result for Beckenham that one. Um, probably Matagalpa were hoping for a win there, um, but Beckenham tough to beat on their day, and they they showed it in that one. Um, so look at the table. Farnborough Forbes are back on top, and that's because. Um, London Legends withdrew from the, the the division, which means that teams have lost points. So at the moment, Farnborough Forbes are back on top. 
Uh, two points ahead of Old Bexley Town who have a game in hand and then TNS United a bit further back um, Peckham Town A and Matigalpa and then Eltham Eagles and then Beckenham so only seven teams now carrying on playing in that division um, it's going to be a real fight for who gets the title and who finishes second up in that one now down to Division 3 and some interesting results in Division 3 actually uh, our leaders Mildeen lost the one, the 100% record in our league has gone Mildeen 2 Slade Green Knights 3 great result for Slade Green Knights well done to them and that enabled Catford to close the gap and they duly beat Red Velvet a 2-1 in a hard fought game there so Catford are now only two points behind although they have played a game more um, then we had the other results. Chelsfield, 4-1 winners against South East Athletic A. Uh, Lee Thraved with four goals there. It was one all at one point, that one. So well done to Chelsfield. Back on track. I think that's their first win since the restart. And then Tevitt Rangers, 2-0 winners away at FC Peak. Um, in the other games. So in that division at the moment, we've got, yep, the top two, Mildeen and Catford looking good. Tevia in third. Um, and then Chelsfield, uh, a couple of points behind that in fourth. Eltham Eagles reserves have slipped a bit since the restart. Then FC Peak, Slade Green Knights, Dulwich Village reserves, Red Velvet A and South East Athletic A. Right, on to the fixtures for next week. And we have a London Junior Cup game between Eltham Town away at UCC Diaspora. Um, really hope Eltham Town um, pull that one out of the bag so good luck to them I know Peckham Town A have also got a London Junior Cup game to play then in our John Cooper Premier Division FC Greenwich against 10MB um FC Greenwich need points if they're going to have any chance of winning the title they need to win all their games um, and they're going to hope that Bermondsey Town can take points off Old Rome Bermondsey Town the only team to have beaten Old Rome so far um, and that's a match up in the other one so those are like cracking games Jim Hampson Division 1 we've got South Dulwich against Rustlers that looks like a really good game Groundhoppers Lewisham Project can Lewisham Project build on that first win they got a few weeks ago a couple of weeks ago Eltham Town Reserves against Red Velvet Reserves uh, Red Velvet Reserves need wins to keep in that promotion hunt. Welling Park Reserves against Farnborough Thirds. And then we have West Bromley Albion against Agenda. Um, Agenda, again, we're hoping for points to keep their promotion hunt on. Lewisham Project Ground Hubs actually is a double header. So that gives both teams opportunity for lots of points there. Down to Division 2. And we've got three games on all six teams playing. And they're all crackers, really. Eltham Eagles against Matagalpa. Beckham against Old Bexley Town. And Farnborough Force against TNS. All look like cracking games. Then down to Division 3, we've got Catford against Eltham Eagles Reserves, Dulwich Village Reserves against Teviot, FC Peak against Chelsfield, Red Velvet A against Slade Green Knights and South East Athletic A against Mildeen. Catford and Mildeen look the class acts in that division at the moment. Let's see if they keep on winning. In terms of fixtures of the week, I think Division 2, all three of those games look brilliant. Um, there are so many teams in with a chance of promotion there and in with a chance of the title. Um, so those three games look like absolute crackers. And I'd say South Dulwich against Rustlers in Division 1 looks an absolute cracker as well. In the Premier, I think FC Greenwich and Old Roan, any game including them two at the moment, is also well worth looking out for the results. So... That's the fixtures for next week. Um, looking forward to seeing how the results fall. Um, some terrible weather forecasting this weekend, a lot of rain, but hopefully um, the players will get out there and enjoy it. Okay, that's all from me. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello and welcome to this Essex Alliance League roundup from Saturday, the 8th of May, as the fifth week of League Cup football action took place. In Group A, FC Petro Cup have moved to within a point of securing the Group A title as they came out on the right side of a five-goal thriller at home against Lymore Gardens at the weekend. Carell Francis and Dylan Roberts both netted for Lymore, but a brace from Valentin Sikiov in reply, plus a Gennady Moisey effort for the hosts, gave them a crucial 3-2 win. 
DTFC remain the other side in contention and they warmed up for their showdown next Saturday with a home victory against Rapid Chingford, less than 24 hours after their previous fixture in another cup competition. Jermaine Francis scored twice for DT, with Alec Paraskeva netting the other to help them towards a 4-1 victory. In Group B, it remains very tight with two rounds of games to go, with Kitout London sitting in pole position with a game coming up this weekend. Darnell Kitambo scored twice for KOL, with Sammy Basadi and Lewis Jacobs also on the score sheet, as they saw off the challenge of Chadwell Heath Spartans 4-2, ending the Spartans' challenge. Jordan Malik and Niru Hamwicks grabbed both of those consolation goals for, for Spartans. Woodford East will hope that for results to go their way, but they ensure that they will at least be in the mix following a big 9-2 victory on Saturday, as they beat senior division side CSM London. Robley Hassan and Plamidi Kinkella both netted for CSM, but East braces from Jay Stavery and William Letchford, and single goals from Kai Law, Matthew Stacey, Callum Maltese, Frank Glock and Jake Tibbetts were more than enough to give their team a comfortable win. In Group C, the battle came to a conclusion in that one over the weekend, and we congratulate Frenford A on taking the title in Group C, securing the win that they needed against London Park City to move into an unassailable position. Damilola Alea, Guli Jikolo and Esima Iguisi netted the goals that confirmed silverware for the Ilford side as they beat their local rivals 3-0, so congratulations to Frenford there. Kwanzaa's London Sport have moved into second place in a group, dominated by draws in fact, and they added to that added it to their account in that respect, earning a 3-3 draw at home against Belfry over in Hackney. The inform Antonio Semedo scored a hat-trick for Kwanzaa, adding to other goals he scored recently with Patrick McDonald scoring twice and Sam Patterson also on, on target for Belfry to ensure a share of the spoils. In Group D, what an exhilarating conclusion on Saturday with the two group favourites going into the weekend both stalling in their efforts, which allowed Cowley Community to sweep into victory against Dagenham United and take the title. Chris Wright scored twice and once again, always in the goals that man, with Mark Farriner netting the other to see Cowley put last season's County Cup knockback to the back of their minds and picked up the silverware in the group. That result was made possible, of course, as Royal Forest earned a hard-fought point against Unity to end the visitors' own quest for the title. Nathan Lapumba scored a brace and Eddie Littenbolo also netted for Unity, but their efforts weren't quite enough as the game ended at 3-3. The, games, the, the group's other game came from Waltham Abbey, where Chingford Athletic A hosted Barkingside A, with both sides looking to finish campaigns with some momentum. Chingford will be the happier of the teams in this regard, as they completed a 5-2 home win, with Eric Kelly scoring a hat-trick, and Sam Matthew also notching. In Group E, Fellock Rovers celebrated winning the group last week, with a hard-fought win this week at Glendale, racing into an early first-half lead. But Wesley Kangi and Mohamed Gee scored goals for Glendale in the second half to keep things very interesting. But Rovers, already group winners of course, did enough just to hold on to win 3-2 as they popped the champagne corks at full time. Congratulations to them. Loughton Lions ensured that they will be the runners-up in, in Group E as they edged a tight contest away at Old Estamians in Newbury Park. Lions, who had high hopes for this competition, will have to settle for the runners-up spot instead but they, were, they at least ended the season on a high, winning 2-1 in what has been a, a good season, another good season for the Haynaught Bay side. In Group F, the race for the title went to right to the wire, with Royal Forest Reserves ending the champions at the weekend uh, with a victory away at Chingford Harriers. 
Tom Alexander and Thomas Meggs. Their goals were the difference as they came through two nil winners in Walthamstow to secure their first silverware as a team. Congratulations, gents. Custom House United will of course be disappointed having come through the whole group unbeaten, but they would at least finish as runners-up in the group aided by a win by the odd goal in their clash away at Lymore Gardens Reserves. Lymore did put up a good fight though as Errol Dinal Treasure and Kai Austrian Alexander both netted, but the Dockers came through to win it 3-2. Moving into a final uh, third-place finish, uh, Emerson United Reserves ended their campaign on a high note as they beat Eastern Avenue on the final day 6-0. Joshua Gibbons was on fire in Loughton with a four-goal haul for his team with Paul Brady and Harry Butler efforts completing a stunning victory for the Upminster base side. And in Group G, Together United's title tilt will go down to the final fixture in the group after both of the top two sides won their games at the weekend. Together were 4-0 victors away at Dagenham United Reserves on Saturday at Castle Green and anything barring a large defeat in their remaining fixture will assure them of their first silverware. Collier Row A made sure of at least a second place finish uh, with an away win at Brentwood United Reserves at the weekend. Row were on the right side of an eight goal thriller, winning the tie at 5-3 to move level on points with the leaders and hoping for a miraculous result in that final game, which will be this weekend. And in the County Cup, it was London Junior Cup day for one of our clubs as North East Lions made the trip south of the river to take on Wimbledon Casuals with a place in the last 16 at stake for the winners. It was a tight game by all the calls, but it was a casuals victory in the end as they scored the only goal of the game in a 1-0 result. And that brings to a conclusion the roundup from the Essex Alliance League for the 8th of May. We look forward to bringing you another report next week. Hello and welcome to the results for the 9th and 16th of May for the Essex Sunday Football Combination. In the senior division this last weekend, Kazim Zaidi grabbed the all-important goal for Walthamstow Red Star in a tense and exciting encounter at Mayfield School. We United came with all the answers except how to get one into the back of the net. A late chance caused some excitement in the chase for an equaliser, but the flag went up and the moment passed. In the only other senior game, Barkingside went absolutely berserk hosting their best ever performance and running J.K. Silvertown into submission. Seven of their nine goal haul were courtesy of a Reese Simpson hat-trick, making it 13 for the season, two more for Richard Cohn and a brace from Quincy Warner. Their one remaining game arrives this weekend as they entertain We Are United, hoping to gain the win that gives them an outside chance of the title. Elsewhere, J.K. Silvertown, after their recent drubbing yesterday, will be pulling out all the stops despite the remotest possibility of landing the golden prize. In the first division, a remarkable game at Roding Valley saw the league leaders Hilford rescue a point in dramatic circumstances after a terrific eight-goal feast courtesy of a last-minute own goal. Aside from that, it was a real good performance from the visiting Newbury Forest Reserve side who took the division favourites all the way after leading twice by two goals. Loxford Lions enjoyed a romp in the sunshine, smashing six goals in the process and maintaining second place in the table. South Hillford Catholics took care of an out-of-sorts BSL team, 
romping to a four-goal victory. George Hand notched himself a triple and the other came from William Nevis. Three games this coming weekend as Debden looked to regain some ground at the expense of the struggling BSL team while the top two face off when Hilford visit Loxford Lions. Both teams showing plenty of form. And another cracker is in store with Newbury Forest travelling in to face South Hilford Catholics. Nothing is settled in this division as yet. In the second division, goals from Temi Alaka, Kai Bailey and Cyril Jean Pluche contributed to another impressive win for SFN, completing the double over second placed Essex Miners. Horson Well are now firmly on the shoulders of the top two, courtesy of the edge in a five goal thriller at Belfry Reserves. Emmanuel Fawawi grabbed two goals for Barking Colts in an entertaining and always competitive battle with Share Force. This week, Barking Colts host the impressive Horsham Well team, who are galloping up on the rails. Out of the frying pan and into the fire for Belfry Reserves, as the leaders, something from nothing, bring their rampaging outfit to town. EMH will be looking to recover lost ground when they play host to Share Force. All to play for in this division as far as the promotion places are concerned. We wish everybody continued success and good luck for this coming weekend. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League roundup for all the action that took place on Sunday the 9th of May. We begin our roundup in Group A of the League Cup competition and it's gone to the final day in this one. El Valiente went into the game at the weekend against Bay Tees, knowing that probably a point would be enough for them to seal the silverware. But Baytees had other ideas and they fought to a 4-2 victory in the end, which leaves them just behind the leaders on goal difference, but with one game remaining. Uh, and they only need a point in that one. Also in this group, Secret have moved up to third place in the table as they picked up a second win with a 4-2 win of their own against Flanders. Aaron Blair in the goals as per usual, this time with a hat-trick, with Andre Spencer scoring the other to see the side up to third with one game left. And the other game in the group came from Newbury Park, where Eastway Athletic came away 2-1 winners against London Mavericks, overtaking their opponents in the process to pick up their first win of the group. We move into Group B now, where Brook Athletic lead the way, but we're not in action this weekend, and they'll be hoping now for results to go their way, as FC Baller kept their hopes alive of winning the group with a 6-3 win away at Repton Park. That win sees them up to uh, up to fourth in the standings, and they can overtake the leaders if they win both of their remaining games by a suitable amount of goal difference. That one's going to go to the wire. <clears throat> in Group C, Gans Hill are the leaders by a single point, as they picked up their third win in four so far this season on Sunday with a 3-2 victory at Maysbrook Park against Barkin. Justin Lopez and Castriot Vata scored the goals for Barkin, but those efforts weren't quite enough in the end, and Hill picked up the victory. Barkin Riverside are up to second in the group, with three wins from their five. Uh, with they, they have one game left to play, so could still be in the thick of the action by the end. They were 4-1 winners against one of the group's favourite Central Colts, who were unbeaten going into that game also. Usama Benani came off the bench to score twice for Barking Riverside, with Sam Dickens and Bukele McCudi scoring the others to give their side a 4-1 win. 
And the other side in the group who really are in the mix are Ultimate Vision. They took maximum points from their trip uh, from their trip to Averley on Sunday with Barkin and Dagenham Wanderers forcing them into a close game, but Ultimate Vision were 3-2 winners to see them move to nine points with three wins. They both they still have two games left in the season and could still be threatening by the time we reach the final round of games. In Group D now, and the leaders in Group D are Roos, but they suffered a second defeat in the group on Sunday, with AFC Faden uh, picking up their second win to keep them well in contention in a very tight group. The goals there came from Dion Bishop and Robbie Carter for Faden, and they will they will certainly be a threat in the last couple of rounds of games. And it was a, just a nine-goal thriller um, in Group D, where Valentine United were up against FC Galaxy, a winless Galaxy side also, and Valentine moved second in the group as they picked up a 5-4 win, edging that really tight contest. Mihai Marinchuk scored twice, Lucian Grigori and Mikhail Dumitru scored for Galaxy, but two goals from Tyron Scarlett, one from Jordan Mullins, Burt Cardi and Charlie Fiander were enough to edge a very close game in Dagenham. And in, into Group E now, and this one hasn't gone to plan for Chingford Athletic, who went into their last game of the season on Sunday, knowing that a point would be enough probably to win that group, but they fell down to defeat against Emerson Park, who themselves are now four wins from four and in, well in pole position now to secure this title. That 3-1 win for Emerson leaves them top on goal difference and anything barring a, a, bit, a defeat on Sunday will probably be enough for them to lift the title. FC Mexico have had a bit of a turnaround in recent weeks and they're up to third in the standings and with three wins from their five games as they finish their group uh, in some style. Dean Hendricks and Garrett scored twice, as did Sergei Skupial, uh, with Mujib Ayula scoring the other in a 5-2 victory against Thames Ironworks Community. And in the other game in the group, St Augustine's were up against Corona Redbridge, both of those sides winless going into that fixture. It was a close one in the end. Uh, David Petras scored twice for Corona Redbridge, but Saints goals from Harry Edelman, Thomas Neal and Rory O'Brien ensured that the points headed back to East London with St Augustine's. And into Group F, well, what a, what a game in Group F with the two top sides playing off against each other for the title. And it went, went, went the way of Ronio Colts in the end who, who secured the silverware and we congratulate them with a 2-0 victory at home against Eastbrook United. Dwayne Francis Riley and Keenan Gravillis scored the crucial goals for Ronio as they picked up their first silverware as a club in the league. And the other game in the group saw Alpha secure a, an important win for them as they finished their group, group's, group campaign, finishing third on the back of a second win in five, this one being a 2-1 win away at FC Mexico B. Bradley Williams and Kai Brown scored the goals that saw Alpha finish the season in style. In Group G now, and Group G will be another that will go to the wire with still another two rounds of games to go. Uh, and the leaders at the moment are Faden Green, uh, who are three points clear and probably the favourites to win this one and can do so next week, in fact. But they had it all to do on Sunday with a local derby against another Loughton-based side, Munkham's. Goals from Alfie Harris, Ben Brooks, Noah Friend and Ben Harris proved the difference in the end, but they only won 4-3 against Munkham's. But of course, a win's a win. And also in the group, Total Football saw their, their title tilt really dented and Upshire Forest kept theirs alive for a while longer at least, uh, with Upshire winning that, that, that local derby 3-1 in the end. Chris Atkinson scored for Total Football, 
but Riley Bowers, Luke Robinson and Oliver Campbell goals for Upshire were enough to secure them the points. In Group H, we have to congratulate Leightonstone Athletic, who made it five wins from five on Sunday, and with an excellent record just conceding twice on the way, as they won 3-0 away at the Young Royals to secure the silverware in the group. Two goals from Dominic Critchlow and one from Richie Dorcas were enough to take the points in and the, the silverware back to East London. Also in the group, Romford Athletic Dons, who've had a, a very good campaign, just that sole defeat to Leightonstone, in fact, they finished their season with a 5-0 home win against United Amateurs. Scott Buckland scored a hat-trick and Terry Burge scored twice as Dons picked up the win that saw them finish second. And the remaining game in the group came between the two bottom sides where Chingford Athletic Reserves and Titans United went up against each other for the wooden spoon and Chingford Athletic Reserves, uh, who were winless going into the game, were 3-0 victors in the end as they moved off the bottom so congratulations to them on that small victory. In Group I, and we congratulate here another team, Royal Lions, who have really shone this season in their first season in men's football. And they they eventually picked up the point that they needed to win the group, but it was a real hard affair. They were 3-1 down going into the later stages of the game against Sing Saba Barkin, but they did do enough in the end. Indivia Verdi scored twice and Ryan Dub once for Sing Saba, but Lions levelled it up and took the point that they needed to secure the group. Finishing second in the group are Valence United. Valence finished second on the back of a big 5-3 win on Sunday against Stowe Rovers. Jordan Cook scored twice. James Cook, another Cook on the score sheet there, scored once with Rowan Newland and Kieran Jones also scoring to give their side a bit of a boost at the end of the season. And the remaining game saw Custom House Community warm up for their upcoming cup final with a 4-1 victory against Dagenham Rangers over at Barking Park. That win was Custom House's second win of the group, and they moved above Dagenham as a result of that um, into fourth place and end their season, well, end their non-cup final season, shall we say, with just that one game still to come. In Group J, as reported last week, Joe Cole's Colbrook Royals uh, were the, the victors in this group, uh, turning around some uh, some poor league form, you'd probably say, to win all five games in the group, uh, in Group J, and they won the competition with a fifth victory on Sunday, uh, just the one goal in it as they beat East Hillbury Town with a Ben Sitke goal, the difference between the teams. Finishing second in the group and taking advantage of that slip um, by East Hillbury were Barky Reserves, and they won 6-2 on Sunday to ensure they took the runners-up place against Epping Royals. Joseph, Joseph Bothwell and Andrew Smith were the scorers for the Royals, but those efforts, not quite enough on the day. And the remaining game was a nine-goal thriller. Byron Redstar, who had drawn three of the games that they had played this season, were up against Ping City, who were winless going into the fixture. And it was all about the attacking elements in this game, certainly, with Byron edging the game at 5-4 to end their season in fourth place in the group. And we move into Group K now, our final group, where Atletico City were crowned champions of the group. Again, another side who hadn't fared so well in the league fixtures, but they managed to make it five wins from five in the group stage uh, with a 3-1 victory at home against Woodford Green United. Royal Lions Reserves would also be pleased with their efforts. Uh, they finished second in the group with 12 points, uh, just that sole defeat to Atletico City last week. And they ended their campaign with a 2-0 win against Mansfield Rangers. To, to give them something to look forward to next year. And in the remaining game, uh, Epping Forest Falcons pulled off a bit of a shock uh, as they picked up their first win in the group 
with a 2-1 victory away at Thames Ironworks Community Reserves. Although that didn't do much to take them off the bottom of the table, but again gives them something to look forward to in coming seasons. And that brings to an end the Corinthian League Roundup for Sunday the 9th of May. We look forward to bringing you the conclusion of the cup competitions next week and the week after. Enjoy the rest of the week. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday League section of the Selk podcast. Um, as per usual, just going to run through the results uh, for this Sunday just gone and then also going to uh, go through the fixtures for Sunday coming and then have a look at this week's Super 6. So starting off with the Prem, we've got AFC London Road 2, Phoenix 2, AFC Rangers 3, Six Bells 1, Brookman's Park 2, Plough and Harrow 3 and Skewbridge 0. Beehive won in the top of the table clash there. Fantastic result for the Beehive and Skew losing their second game on the bounce. In Division 1, it was Snug Bar 2, AFC London Road Reserve 7, BWSC 0, Hilltop Reserves 1, FC Welling uh, taking a step closer to the title, winning 10-1 against Hearts Lions, Harpen and Cut Old Boys 0, Bournemouth Rovers 4, and Vevelham Old Boys 0, Blacksmith 6. In Division 2, AFC Mims 5, New Greens 0, Little Heath 3, Harpen and Cut Old Boy Reserves 2, Welling Warriors 1, Pinewood 2, and Wheat Hampstead 89 2, St George's 1. In Division 3, TNF 0, Wheat Hampstead Wanderers 2, The Wishing Well 0, Hansbury's 0. In the top of the table clash between Mermaid and Forza Watford, it was 1 0 to the Mermaid. Phoenix Reserves 0, Bournemouth Raiders 2, and Royston Rangers 1, Beehive Reserves 2. And finally, in Division 4, it starts Brookman's Park Reserves 4, Welling Pegasus 5, Hatfield Mosquitoes 0, Hatfield Seniors 1, Marshalls Whip Rovers 5, Royston Rangers Reserves 2, Phoenix A2, St Albans Warriors 0, and Welling Warriors Reserves 5, Wrestlers 1. Just wanted to say a huge congratulations and a shout out for Hatfield Seniors becoming the first team to win their title this season off the back of the wrestlers losing 5-1 and then winning 1-0 this weekend. They are crowned champions of Division 4. Congratulations to Curtis and the boys there. Um, Red Hot favourites, they were my pick for the start of the season and yeah, they've just still unbeaten 15 from 15. I think they've got three games left to try and do the uh, 100% record. I think they'll do it. Uh, Well done, lads. So this Sunday's fixtures then, starting with the Prem, we've got AFC London Road against Plough and Harrow, AFC Rangers against Brookman's Park, Six Bells against the Beehive and Skewbridge against Phoenix. In Division 1, we've got AFC London Road Reserves against Harpen and Cole Old Boys, Blacksmiths against BWSC. Top of the table clash, Bournemouth Rovers face FC Welling. A win for FC Welling pretty much uh, secures them as champions. I think they need another point from their, their remaining games. But that'll be a cracking game there. Bournemouth, Bournemouth Rovers looking to keep the heat on Welling. Uh, Hearts Lions against Verulam Old Boys. And Hilltop Reserves against Snugbar. In Division 2, got Harpen and Cole Old Boy Reserves against Player Packs. AFC Mims against Pinewood. New Greens against Wheat Hampstead 89. And Oaks against St George's. Division 3, we've got 
the Wishing Well against Phoenix Reserves, Bournemouth Raiders against Wheat Hampstead Wanderers, Forza Watford against Royston Rangers, Hansbury's against TNF, and the Beehive Reserves against the Mermaid. And finally, in Division 4, we've got Hatfield Seniors against Brookman Park Reserves, Phoenix A against Marshall Sweet Rovers, St Albans Warriors against Hatfield Mosquitoes, and the Wrestlers against Welling Pegasus. Now, this week, obviously, we last week I didn't do the Super 6 because it was a, a, a round-up of the, the end-of-month round-up of the divisions. This week, back on the Super 6, obviously, fresh off the last time we'd done it, my first ever win in the Super 6 since we started it at the start of the season. Um, so I'm buzzing off that, looking to make it two on the bounce. This week, I go head-to-head with my mate Welchy from AFC London Road. Obviously, we're merging with them next season, and I'm also playing for him on a Saturday for Bedman United, a new team. Um, so I'm going to pass over to Welchy now for his predictions. Cheers, Sharpie. Uh, first game, Six Bells versus Beehive. Um, I'll probably go for a 2-0 Beehive win. Beehive are in fantastic form. Beating Skew last week. Sitting second in the table, going very well. So, yeah, I'll go 2-0 Beehive. Bournemouth Rovers v Welling. I mean, top two again, but I've, I can't see anyone beating FC Welling. I'm going to go for a 3-1 FC Welling. Oaks v St George. Um, don't really know too much about either side, but I'm going to go with a 1-1. BI Reserves versus the Mermaid. Um, I'll go Mermaid 2-3-0. Two, two, I'll go 3-0. 3-0 Mermaid against BI Reserves. Bournemouth Raiders versus Wito. I'm going for a 2-2. Phoenix A v Marshalls Wick. I'm going to go with a Phoenix A... 2-0 win. They're finding a bit of form down in the bottom division there. Going quite well. So, yeah, that's my Super 6 for this week. Cheers for that, Welchie. And now for my Super 6. Uh, so, in the Prem, we've got six bells against Beehive. I've got to go with the Beehive. They're absolutely flying at the moment. Um, could argue that if there's a bit longer in the season, could they win the league? I'm, who knows? They still could. But they're doing fantastically well. Cracking win at the weekend against Skew, 1-0. Um, and yeah, they're making it just making it interesting and not not making it a gimme for Skew, which is fantastic. Um, I think they'll beat the Six Bells. There's a little bit of a rivalry between these guys. Some of the Beehive guys used to play for the Six Bells a few years ago before they were formed. Um, but I think Beehive will win it. They're on a cracking run of form. I'm going to go two-one Beehive. Uh, Division One, obviously high interest in this. Uh, I know both teams really well. Um, I know Jordan and, and Lucas and all the boys at Well in there. Some of them playing for us at Bedman next year on a Saturday. Um, cracking team, unbeaten, and you, 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 you've got to be a madman to bet against them, really, uh, in any game that they're going up against at the moment. However, I am from Borenwood. My loyalties do lie with the Beewood boys, and I know all of them lads down there. They're also a fantastic team. They are also second in the league, and they've only been beaten twice this season, once by Welling. So, you know what? I'm going to rip up the form book, rip up the, the usual, and I'm going to go against... The champions elect, and I think that I think Welling are going to win the league no matter what happens on Sunday because Bournemouth do need someone else to slip uh, to beat Welling, um, and I don't think they will. I don't think anyone else can, but if anyone could, I think the Beewood lot could do it. I'm going to go for a 3 2 win for Bournemouth Rovers. Um, in Division 2, we've got Oaks against St George's, two fairly matched sides. Um, I'm going to go for a draw here. I've gone for 1 1. In Division 3, um, always seem to have two games in Division 3. It's a cracking league. It's really, really, really is. Um, and we've got top against third. Um, Mermaid, fresh off the back of their 1-0 win 
against Forza. Massive, massive win in the title race. Um, a win against the Beehive Reserves will pretty much win them the league, I believe, barring goal difference. Um, however, the Beehive Reserves, a lot of them are our ex uh, Blacksmiths players from our third team, and they got a cracking team as well. Uh, they gave four, fours all they could handle, and I think they'll do the same with the Mermaid, and I'm going to go for 1-1 in that one. Uh, Bournemouth Raiders against Wheat Hampstead Wanderers. They played each other a couple of weeks back. It was 1-0 to Bournemouth Raiders. I think it will be similar this time. I'm going for 2-0 to Bournemouth Raiders in that one. They're in a really good run of form at the moment. Uh, Owen's got the boys playing fantastically down there since the lockdown. And then Phoenix 8 against Marshalls Whit Rovers in Division 4. I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw to finish up there. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Ian and welcome to the Maidstone and Midkent section of the Celt podcast. I've got all the news, views and information from around the league along with the results and fixtures as part of the weekly show. It's week 11 in a part suspended season. No show last week due to unforeseen circumstances, so apologies for that. This week though, saw 15 matches across all divisions. I'll be bringing you a roundup of the scorers and match reports as part of the results show. But first, let's catch up with the league news. The league as an existing FA Charter Standard League now becomes an England Football Accredited League as the programme changes names. Over the coming months, the National and County FA will be in contact with the league to promote the new opportunities available to itself and its member clubs as part of the new accredited league scheme. So keep your eyes peeled for that. White Horse and Gold Stars have received money from the National FA as part of the Football Foundation's Return to Football Fund. A maximum of £500 was awarded to clubs depending on their needs to help them deliver new or restart footballing activity. The grant was only open to Charter Standard Clubs, so another reason for those who don't have the accreditation to start the process now. There will be lots of opportunities similar to this in the future. We'd love to hear from any other Charter Standard Clubs who applied for this grant and if they were successful. Remember, the league do support grant applications if needed, so if you think the process is daunting or scary, get in touch and they'll make sure that there's someone available to support you. Finally, the league and a lot of clubs as part of the league took part in the social media silence over the bank holiday weekend a few weeks ago as a united stand against racism and discrimination in the game. Hats off to all those who took part. Let's hope the stand has an impact in the national and grassroots game. That's it for league news. Remember, for any other news, questions or queries, you know the drill. Email us, info at whitehorsefootballclub.co.uk, Twitter at white underscore horse underscore FC, Instagram at white.horse.fc. So let's move on to the results from the weekend. In the Premiership, Barming Colts entertained modern miners in a thrilling game. Chris Henry and Tom Carr putting Barming in a 2-1 lead at the break. Thomas Wilmot with a goal for Marden. In the second half, Marden stepped up a gear, tied a money and substitute Robbie Smith, putting them back in front. Jason Parsons was then sent off for Colts, but that didn't stop them drawing level through Chris Henry. Two late goals from Thomas Fagg put Mardening back in control before Buri Masami got a goal back for Colts late on. Final score from Oberston Noakes, Barming four, Marden minus six. Aylesford put 14 past Fisherman's Arms away from home. Ashley Russell with six in that game, Bradley Beckett with a hat-trick and braces from Tom Mallins and Craig Russell, as well as a Luke Redding goal completed the scoring. Gold Stars versus K-Sports was postponed. Gold Stars unable to field a team. The outcome of that will go to the disciplinary panel. In Division 1, 
East Morning versus Sutton Valence was also postponed. Sutton Valence unable to field a team that will also go to the disciplinary panel. Langley hosted Invicta Rangers and were hoping to continue their good form that they've had in previous weeks. Langley started brightly. Randall Halloway drove the Invicta defenders to beat a couple of players before firing into the top corner, leaving the keeper no chance to make it 1-0. Langley were keen to try and build on their lead, but Invicta soon found themselves level. A great free kick was delivered into the box and headed past Chris Barrett, who couldn't do anything to stop the effort. The game then saw the, both teams creating more chances, but it was Langley who took the lead. Andy Thomas picked the ball up in midfield to find the run of Tommy Stamp, who crossed the ball to find Hadaway again to score his second of the game. Hadaway then got his third, which was thoroughly deserved just before the end of the first half with a cool finish past the Invicta keeper. Invicta started the second half brightly themselves, created several more chances that they didn't convert and that paid into Langley's hands. They added to their lead when Andy Thomas's shot was parried, Thomas Stamp on hand to tuck away. Langley added another soon after. Stamp beat the Invicta back line to square the ball to Nathan Stannard, whose effort hit the post, only to rebound back to him to allow him to finish past the Invicta keeper. And soon it was six. Stannard again found some space. His effort was well saved and it was Stamp this time following up the rebound to slide the ball home. Invicta's day was summed up with less than a minute remaining when Lewis Baker picked up the ball wide. He entered the box and pulled the ball back only for the returning defender to put it past his own goal to give Langley a well-earned 7-1 win. Laybourne went 3-0 up against Rubicon only to be pegged back and eventually lose the game. A hat-trick from Callum Lambert and Josh Wilson goal saw them run out 4-3 winners. No team sheet from Laybourne so I'm unable to give you their goal scorers. The big game of the day in the division was Whitehorse hosting Larkfield and New High. Both teams level on points with the same record, the winner able to secure a top spot, but the game ended in a 0-0 draw. A thoroughly entertaining match that had plenty of chances and was great for the neutral, it just lacked goals. Both teams hit the woodwork twice, as well as some great saves from both keepers. All eyes will be on the reverse fixture at the end of the season if both clubs keep up the same form. In Division 2, Aylesford put 9 past Vinters. Tommy Whitnell with a hat-trick as well as goals from Sean Hardy, Jay Carr, Carl Warburton and Sam Edwards. Balming Blues beat AFC Phoenix 5-2. Kane Vans with a brace as well as goals from Grant Laker, Jake Bates and Luke Hoggart. Paul Young and Lewis Smith with goals for Phoenix. Park Royal Reserve lost 2-0 at home to Minter. Steve Whitehead with both goals in that game. And Jaguars lost 7-3 to Tempests. Goals from Jack Jenman and a brace from Elliot George weren't enough for the Jaguars as Luke Gibbertson, Darren Ginnor and Hussein Mohammed all got braces as well as an Adam Altier goal which saw Tempest win comfortably. In Division 3, Cox Heath beat Kent Sands 2-1 at home. Merish Brew and Andrea Riddle for the goals for Cox Heath. Laybourne Angels lost 2-1 to Cross Keys. Jake Bott and Jordan Brampton with the goals for Cross Keys. No team sheet for Angels so I'm unable to give you their goal scorers. Snodland Town beating Victor Sunday 5-2 at home. A Reese Jacobs brace as well as efforts from Bradley Battle, Mark Brazier and Ben Twist for Snodland. Jack Gilby and James Marshall with the goals for Invicta. And finally, Walnut Wanderers lost 5-2 to Laybourne Chase. Thomas Milton, Sean Scott, Gareth Davies, Gavin Gale and an own goal for Laybourne. Sam Shuban and Dan Sweetman for Wanderers. And that's it for the results. Please don't forget to send us your match report so we can include you in the show. Finally, let's have a look at the fixtures for the week ahead. In the Premiership, Aylesford take on Park Royal. 
Fisherman's Arms welcome East Mauling. Gold Stars host Barman Colts. And Marden Miners visit K Sports Express. In Division 1, East Morning Reserves take on Whitehorse, Larkfield and New Hyde welcoming Victor Rangers, Rubicon Limerick take on Sutton Valence. In Division 2, AFC Phoenix host Minter, Maidstone Tempest take on Aylesford Reserves, Park Royal Reserves welcome Vinters and Whitehorse Jaguars take on Balming Blues. In Division 3, Coxheath and Farley host Snodland Town. Invictus Sunday take on Cross Keys and Kent Sands welcome Laybourne Angels. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks to Langley and Whitehorse for sending in their match reports. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, I'll be back next week with all the news, views and results. Until then, remember, it's always more than just football. Hello and welcome to our All Around the Leagues podcast featuring news and updates from the North Kent Sunday Football League. Starting with results from Sunday the 9th of May, Newtown Cobras took over top spot in Division 1 this week with a 5-2 win over South Darenth. C. Smith scored a brace with O. Purcell, Jay Moore and Jay Clark all scoring. Swanscombe Tigers slipped up as they drew one all away at Valley Rovers. Goals from Johnny Hill and Callum Smith set up Hive Titans for a 2-0 victory at Marley Royals while Slade Green Railway won a tight game 2-1 at New Ash Green. AFC Rocheville defeated Black Lion Hartley by three goals to one. Jay Watson scored a brace and A. Cuthbert adding add the third for AFC Rocheville. The Old Leather Bottle had a good 4-2 win over Springer Park with Harry Boyd scoring two, Darren Sims and Kerry Stannard scoring the others. Joe Winston scored for Gravesend Spartans, but Sean Hyam replied with three. And Cobham returned with a win against Rising Eagles with a narrow 3-2 victory. In Division 3, a lone effort from Gavin Deep Basra helped Guru Nanak to top spot with a win over Halls Athletic. Pelham Arms are hot on their towers with a 5-4 win against close rivals Gravesend United. Verbena found the net six times as they swept Taverners aside by six goals to one while Phoenix got the better of Welling Park Wanderers with a, a tight 1-0 win. Nuevo Club caused an upset in Division 4 as they defeated topside Ridgeway Darts by four goals to one. John Stapley and Kieran Clark both scoring races in that game. Hollisters won both of their games against Zens. George Twirin scored the winner in Game 1 with Jack Dickoff, Mike Moody, Tom Jenkins and Dave Hanley giving them a 4-1 win in the second game. It was even Stevens in the double fixture between Guru Nanak Reserves and Dartford Athletic, with both sides recording a 2-0 win. Gravesend Cricketers won their first game with the Rose Athletic by two goals to nil, but could only manage a, a point apiece in the second game. While Darston Athletic drew 2-0 in their first game with Queen, but Queen took the spoils in the return fixture with a 3-1 win. That's all for this week. We'll be back with more news and updates from the North Kent Sunday League next week. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Southern Sunday Football League section of All Around the Leagues. Brought to you by myself, Hugo Campos from Sporting Continental. As always, if you haven't already, check out our YouTube page. Just search up Sporting Continental where we'll come up. Give us a like, leave a comment, but most importantly, press that subscribe button. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything. Without any further ado, let's get through to the results from Sunday the 9th of May. Now... 
as I've said in other versions of this podcast, our league has cancelled all of the league games, so only cup games are currently taking place. So this will be a short one for me, simply because all of the cup games are reaching their conclusions and the teams that are getting there are making their ways to the final. So let's get into it, into it even, sorry. Um, in the Marcus Lipton Cup quarterfinal, Bath Old Boys beat Putney Pacers by four goals to two. Bath Old Boys will now take on ourselves, Sporting Continental, in the semi-finals of that cup next week. Or this week, the 16th. In the Frank Blunston Cup quarterfinal, Wheat Chief and Swag FC drew 3-3. That game then go into penalties and Swag winning their penalty shootout by three goals to one. In the Donovan Thomas Cup semi-final, Westminster Wanderers Reserves lost by two goals to nil to Dara FC's first team. In the Brian Howard President's Cup quarterfinals, I'm not sure if this is right or if this is a typo to be honest, but it looks like Clapham North End uh, lost by an away walkover to South City. In a quarterfinal, that can't be right. In the Dylan Rigobert Trophy quarterfinal, Wimbledon Commoners beat Tootin Celtic by three goals to nil. And in the other semi-final in the Dylan Rigobert Trophy, West Norwood lost by five goals to one to AFC Putney. That's it for the action. So what I'll do now is I'll preview the games and the fixtures that will be taking place on the 16th of May 2021. In the Marcus Lipton Cup semi-final, we have two of the semi-finals being played. We've got Bath Old Boys versus ourselves Sporting Continental. That game kicking off at 12 o'clock at Prince George's Reigns Park. We've also got Swag versus Sporting Crabs. And that game also taking place at Reigns Park and kicking off at 12 o'clock. Those games will be played side by side. In the Brian Howard President's Cup semi-final, Lions United will take on South City FC. In the Dylan Rigobert Trophy semi-final at 9.30am, Locomotive Wimbledon will play Wimbledon Commoners and the winners of that going on to the final to play AFC Putney. There is a few friendly matches taking place. Atletico Buble will take on Clapham Wanderers. Barnstormers will take on West 10 Wanderers. Painters Community will take on North Coast Rangers. UBLCFC Old Boys will be taking on Westminster Wanderers Under-23 squad. And Wandsworth Warriors Vets will be taking on Wimbledon Vets. So that's it for me for today. As I said, it's not going to be long ones from now on until next season, unfortunately. Um, but exciting weeks ahead as the conclusion of the Cups get closer and closer. As always, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel even. Uh, just search up Sporting Continental. We appreciate all the support. And I'll see you guys next week. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played Sunday the 9th of May. In the Invitation Cup, Group A, Casterbury Rangers, a home win over Oxy Spartans. 
The game was still at a stalemate at half-time, with both teams having failed to make the best of some good opportunities. The second half was pretty much one-way traffic, with Rangers pressing the issue throughout. They eventually broke the deadlock when they won a free kick on the far right. Colm Chase swung it to the back post and Rob Ladmore leapt highest, giving the keeper no chance. Colm Chase was involved again, but this time when he was brought down in the penalty area and the resulting spot kick was saved down to the bottom left by the Oxy keeper. He was heavily involved in Casterbury's second also, when he came inside from the right wing and moved the ball to Connor Callan, whose long-range effort was parried by the Oxy keeper straight to the feet of Chase, who smashed Casterbury's second goal. A third was then added soon after, when Connor Callan was able to dribble into the penalty area and shifted past the defender who carelessly brought him down, resulting in a second penalty for Rangers. This time, Joe Mortimer stepped up and dispatched into the left corner off the post to seal the comfortable win. The leaders of the day, Railway Arms and Langleybury CC, fought out a 2-2 draw. Railway went ahead after 20 minutes when a free kick from the right-hand side by Michael Lippman found Harry Bradford at the back post to get it back across the six-yard box to find Charlie Wharton, who slotted home. Langleybury hit back just after the half-hour mark when confusion in the home defence led to Lenny Farhall equalising. In the second half, Paul Kenwright restored the railway lead with a cool finish from 18 yards out. But once again, Langleybury equalised when Farhall, scoring his second goal of the game, thanks to a neat shimmy turn and finish. Five minutes from time, Railway Arms had a golden chance to seal the win when they were awarded a penalty for a handball. But George Brockovitz saw his effort saved by the Langleybury standing keeper, Harry Locke. In the Invitation Cup Group B, Sun Sports Athletic beat St Joseph's 4-2. Dean Seabrook and Hugo Figueroa scoring for Joes, with Danny Parkinson, Nick Curley, Jack Robinson and Tom Inch all netting for Sun Sports. In the Junior Cup Group A, a 3-0 local derby victory for Chester United, their fourth straight victory in the competition, left them on the brink of qualification to the quarterfinals. Ali Shale, Dan Anderson and George Adams with the goals. South Hearts did all they could do as they defeated King George 4-0 to move into second place in the group. Joe Brown, Marcus Junior Lamar, Teddy Kennedy and Carlos Magahasis 
scoring the goals, meaning South Hearts will be hoping that Inter fail to win their remaining two games to overtake them for qualification. In the Junior Cup Group B, with the top two qualifying spots already being decided, uh, Watford Town topping the table and Watford Sports in second place, the game between ACS Milan and Chelfon Saints, both, who both had nothing to play for in terms of qualification for the last eight, nevertheless produced an entertaining game, with Chelfon running out winners 3-2. Sam Roberts netted a hat-trick for Saints, with Dan Creswell and Harley Wilson replying for ACS Milan. In the Junior Cup Group C, Hertfordshire Eagles clinched the runners-up spot in the group with a 4-2 victory over FC Metropolitan Hearts. Charlie Kimpton netted a hat-trick, with Jordan Osborne scoring the fourth. Tom McGuinness scored both goals for FC Metropolitan. This group obviously now concluded with Hertfordshire Eagles just having secured the second place and St Mary's Harefield having sealed top place in qualification the previous week. Finally, in the Junior Cup Group D, AFC Bedmond, who had already sealed a quarter-final place the previous week, rounded off the group stage with a 6-2 win over Dombar, who finished bottom of the group table with four straight defeats. Bedmond opened the scoring through Connor Toomey after he got on the end of a cross from Jake Davison. Dunbar equalised just after with Jay Hayes heading in from a corner. But Bedman restored the lead just before half-time when Lewis Toomey ran through to slot home. Bedman piled on the pressure in the second half and extended their lead through another Connor Toomey goal. He then sealed his hat-trick after a shot, took a small deflection. Lewis Toomey scored his second of the game and Bedman's fifth with a good finish into the bottom corner. Meanwhile, Scott Kilban pulled a goal back for Dombar before Connor Toomey, after missing several chances, scored his fourth of the game and his team's sixth. That's the report for this week. Next week, we should hopefully have two semi-finals in the Junior Cup knockout stage. These will be St Mary's Harefield versus Soccer and AFC Bedmond against Hertfordshire Eagles. So we'll be reporting back on those games in next week's podcast. In all the other groups, there's still all to play for for some clubs. And we will need games this coming week, the, 9, uh, the 16th, and also possibly on the 23rd to confirm who will go through to the quarterfinals and who will play each other in those quarterfinals. So we'll be giving that, that information hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Thank you for listening.
This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.